Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Patrick. I'm Kevin. And we have some interesting things to talk about from the previous week in uh, in gaming and uh, just our gaming in general. So, um, Including the fact that razors have apparently been eliminated no, from the world. There are no razors. Doesn't in, have anything in, to do in with the gaming. In the world of Fallout, there are no razors. <laughs> Um, I'm being lazy. This is this is a couple, just a couple days. Yeah. Um, so, and speaking of of facial hair and no razors, uh, Far Cry Primal has been announced. <laughs> that was beautiful. Yes. Well done, you. <laughs> um, no, I mean I'm excited about Primal, yes. but beautiful segue. Um, yeah, Far Cry is is a series that I mm-hmm. I hadn't I didn't play the first two. Yeah, I didn't but either. I got three for Christmas instead of Dishonored, which was really cool because. Dishonored didn't really grab me, but yeah. like Far Cry was so much fun, and yeah. I, I I just really like the worlds that they build. Um, Primal in particular looks interesting because like there's not going to be guns. Yeah, there, there's there's no guns. Yeah, and uh, so we're talking. It's it's it, the the way that they announced it was Far Cry Primal. It's ten thousand years ago and cave drawings and stuff. And uh, one of the things that could be really interesting mm-hmm. about it. Is that they have them speaking in this like caveman, cave woman, cave person, cave person language? language yeah. And uh, what if they don't have subtitles? I, I like what if they I do like it if they all yeah. with because like we we have the ability to do that now. Yeah. Because like the the last the this is not a spoiler, but the the very last line in the, at the end of the Last of Us yes. is okay. And, and the intonation and the facial expression, like, there was enough there for us to discuss. Yeah. And so I think it would be really interesting if they, if they don't even subtitle it and we're just meant to, to try to infer what we can of yeah. the meaning. There will yeah. be interpretations, and you know how we love interpretations. Mm. Well, I think, I think it can be done. Um, I think it can be done, and I think it'll actually be better if they don't do subtitles. There's a lot of things you can read into, and really what they're conveying is going to be very simple. What the, yeah. the, the ideas that they're going to be conveying are are going to be very very simple. Um, do they do they have a uh, like an era nailed down? Not that more. They said they said caves. ten thousand years ago. So that was just before. Let's see. So Hammurabi was seven or eight thousand years ago. It has to be a little over more than ten thousand because the Sumerian was around then. I think maybe it was eight. Tell me in the comments the yeah. Sumerian part because I believe we it's, don't we don't fact check on the show. We'll fact check before and after. Before but and after, not on the show. Um, I believe it was six or maybe it was six or eight uh, thousand years ago. That's when you had just the explosion of, of writing and mathematics mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everything coming out of that. The tools that you're going to be using, uh, I think, kind of re- reminds me of the um, Tomb Raider, the Rise of the Tomb Raider that came out. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of the things that you're doing, you're gonna have to make. It's it's gonna almost be Far Cry mixed with Minecraft because like well, I have to um, make this thing with sticks. Yeah, let but, me make this thing with sticks. But see, one of the things because uh, they in four in four. Now I have yeah. I have okay, not, you've I've not done nothing. That, that needs now to be I get to monologue. It's on my backlog. Okay, so in in four there were certain sections, the the drug trippy sections, where where you would you would go out and you just you just had a blade and then later on a bow and arrow. And, but, like, those were your only weapons. And then you had your, your little tiger guy that you could be like, hey, kill that guy. Yeah. And that was cool. I, I enjoyed those sections. And I think that, that some of the concepts in there, for those of us who played uh, Far Cry 4, um, I think it shows that they can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that surprises me is with... Because uh, they had... 
they had Blood Dragon, mm -hmm. which was a lot of fun, and that was like a very different take and yeah. parody and all that kind really of stuff. Really enjoyed that one. That that was that yeah. was a lot of fun, and that yeah. was kind of what I thought this was going to be. Just the kind but, of. Yeah, but this is this is going to be like a full sixty dollar yeah. retail purchase, yeah. and I'm kind of excited about that because uh, like, I, I like the Far Cry games. Mm -hmm. um, but I was I was anticipating like a, a shorter, brief thing, and it'll be interesting to see how that expands into the full world, because yeah. one of the things that allows Far Cry to be as big as it is mm -hmm. is is the variety of activities, yeah. and as far as I know, there. There, there, there were many fewer activities in which to partake. There, there was eating, yep. killing, uh -huh. and adult activities. You had harvest, oh, harvest, things. harvest and gather. Harvest, yeah. yeah um, That's what kind of makes me worried that it's not that it's going to be a full sixty dollar game, and that it because when when I see okay fifty sixty dollar price tag, mm -hmm. I'm expecting a full on game. I'm expecting a, a decent amount of story. I mean, uh, you know, probably. Rule of thumb for me, for would be around a dollar per a dollar per hour. So if I can, you know, if it's a fifty or sixty hours worth of gameplay that I'm going to throw into it, then that's worth it. Um, that's not always the case, but Far Cry Blood Dragon, if that was a sixty dollar game, I would have been upset. Yeah, because it, it was it. It, was, a, it was really enjoyable. Yes, short, didn't overstay its yeah. welcome, but I mean, it was. It, it couldn't have been more than ten hours no, no. to to beat it, take out everything, yeah. and so it'll it'll be interesting to see how that how that works and and if they're able to pull it off. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of, of stories and games, because that's that's what I like. I like about games. Games mm -hmm. can tell you. It, it's very similar to books. You can spend hours and hours and hours as opposed to an hour and a half for a movie. Some games are now come are now just deciding we're not going to have a campaign like Star mm -hmm. Wars Battlefront. Is not going to have a campaign. You may hear a snidbit here and there of a battle or whatever, but you're not going to actually get like a story of why you're there. It's just mm -hmm. there's you're battle. Just a soldier there's, and yeah. you're, you're fighting. And the the battle for that was uh, um, just is. is is still going on, um, which I didn't get in on. Uh, didn't nor did I. Um, I was late in that. I was um, actually late in the Dark Souls one. I'm hoping I can get into Dark Souls three. Well, um, there. Just a brief aside, they're yeah. they're sending out the the letting people know who was in the beta on the thirteenth and fourteenth. So yeah. by the time you see this, we will probably know and we'll have posted whether we one or both of us got into that. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to do that and we'll be streaming it for you if uh, if that's a thing that we can do. If they let us. Well, they did for the beta for Dark Souls too. Yeah. Was streamed. Was streamed. So yeah. I I think they'll probably let us. I think they'll be okay with it. It's free marketing. Yeah. Um, with Battlefront, this is this is the first time, in my opinion, is about uh, that, that I can remember, where a game was out, the beta was out, they were stress testing everything, mm -hmm. and I know this has happened in the past, but not like this. Everyone that I know, everyone that everywhere that I've gone on on YouTube and Twitch, mm -hmm. people are playing Battlefront, and. You know, every everyone. I think the there were almost as many people playing that as there were playing Hearthstone uh, this past weekend. That's so, which is that's kind a huge, of amazing. It's that it is amazing. Uh, tons of people. So, almost almost everybody just decided. Well, I guess we have the access to be able to stream so easily now yeah. that people just said, you know what, I'm streaming this. Yeah. Um, and I've seen some really cool stuff out of there. There's a clip um, which I'll have to link in here. There's a clip of Luke Skywalker being crushed by an ATAT's foot. Um, <laughs> there's some really cool stuff nice. um in in the game it does have local co-op so that 
you know, that's nice. That's a nice incentive in there. But no campaign. Um, I'm hoping that we're going to get a Star Wars game with actual story coming um, up. Based based on the timeline, because um, the people that were working on Uncharted, yeah. uh, like that crew, based like a lot of the head had like the the lead artist, the lead campaign director, and then uh, Amy Hennig in story. Like they all left at the same time, and that was two and a half years ago. Yeah. So, so they, and she was immediately snapped up and pinned for a Star Wars game. So I've got to think. Uh, my prediction um, is that that will be coming out next fall, and that they're just they just don't want to step on any of the Star Wars stuff that's sure. happening right now. So, so my two my two part prediction yeah is that they will announce that at E three, mm-hmm. and then it will come out holiday twenty sixteen. That's that's so. completely feasible. They've been working on it long enough, and there are certain uh, intellectual properties you don't have to drum up. Uh, the in, the interest for mm-hmm. uh, we did they had that with Fallout they just said okay it's coming out in November mm-hmm. they don't need and, to and with, keep with, pushing with <laughs> Primal too and and yeah. we we really like this because um, the the Far Cry Primal was announced this week and it will be coming out they said February twenty sixth five months yeah yeah, yeah. like that's, that's awesome yeah that I don't I don't I don't need to be hyped up for yeah. a year and a half before yeah. a game comes out when you have something let me know yeah and then we'll go from there if it to me if it's an intellectual property that I haven't gotten into yet and for them to show some early th- early things of it I'm I'm fine with that a new a um, new IP yeah okay. I'm completely fine that. with that but if it's Star Wars you don't have to hype me on Star Wars <laughs> I know Star Wars I'm aware of Star I'm Wars. aware this thing exists and it's a good another thing that came out was the uh, featured content on PS4. Yeah, I, so, I, I'm I'm not a fan. I don't like it because um, I uh, like I got I got home, turned on my PS4, and I had my games. And like that's a fairly short list. I I vary up my my PS4 playing quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So you know I'll have my my top six or eight games on the thing, sure. and then I have to go dig for them through the library. And so uh, Destiny was automatically loaded onto my thing, and it says, "Hey, here's Destiny. Play Destiny." No. <laughs> no, I, I had my opportunity. Yeah. If I wanted Destiny, I would have paid for Destiny. Mm-hmm. I didn't want Destiny. Go away. It did it. Um, it did it for you. Yeah, and I'm. I get it, but I don't. I don't care for it, and so I hope it's not a thing that that pops up a whole lot. I was yeah. able to to just uh, go over, hit options, delete, and okay. it removed it, and so it's it's not terribly inconvenient and i'm just you know complaining about first world problems here but it wasn't like the itunes u2 album (laughs) yep that kept re-downloading itself and that and that does tie into (laughs) video games because u2 has two songs that are on rock band and you can't delete them you can't well hold on hold on well it's part of the regular game right yeah okay but it sounds more intimidating when I say it that way. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just looking to phrase it in such a way that we sure. can we can express sure. nerd rage. That's how we spin this. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, I yeah. didn't I didn't experience that because I already have Destiny. It's already okay. on there. So yeah. I didn't I didn't see did that. Did it Did it pull it to the forefront? Mm-mm. Huh. No. Oh, because they already have your money. All right, they already have my money. <laughs> um, I haven't played it in quite a while, um, but they have my money. It's still on my... I guess if I had removed it from my PS4, then there's certain games that I leave on my PS4 um, and Xbox to say, okay, well, I, I may want to jump in and play this game at one point, mm-hmm. so I'll just leave it on there. More multiplayer than, than anything else, uh, yeah. local or, or online multiplayer. Your download... How, how big was the was the game? Do you, did you... Uh, I, I don't know. It wouldn't even let me 
look at the okay. information. It was just <laughs> you click on options. It's like delete. We know if you're here that all you really want to do is uh, okay. get rid of this. I was just saying, so if you and go so, to system management uh, in the app application, you can look and see how big everything is. Yeah. If you do it that way. Um, I might check that out later. If you if you have it on your system and you're yeah. able to find out how big it is, let us know. Because I think mine's like 35 or 40 gig. Yeah. And so and, and, there, and there are still people that have like data caps. And this was something they didn't announce. They just quietly pushed this out. And so if you have a situation where you have a data cap on your on your home internet plan, yeah. that could take out a significant chunk yeah. without them letting you know. And yeah. I, I'm not a fan. Um, I am a fan of price cuts. Yes. And uh, you called it. Yes. Episode, episode three. Episode three. You can go back. <laughs> Listen, about 22-ish minutes in, mm-hmm. I said this was going to happen, and I said it was going to happen soon. Yep. Um, so, yeah, PS- the PS4 has been price cut down to 350 Yep. And the the bundles that... Because, like, there were some bundles that were uh, 450 and various other things, and those have been bumped down to 400 Yep. So... Um, so, yeah, the price cut the price cut has come, and we'll see what that does with uh, with their sales and things. I mean, obviously, we won't be able to to actually determine how much that affects things. But it's it's Sony staying on top of their game. They're not yeah. just they're not just sitting on top of the pile going, you know, look at all my money. Yeah. And that they're, does include some of the bundles, the digital bundles as well. Some of those mm-hmm. are actually at three fifty as well. So yep. grab those uh, unless you're going to GameStop because GameStop does not do the digital bundles anymore. You saw that, right? No. There, so if you didn't hear it already, uh, I think a couple weeks ago or so, they basically said, I know it may have been a month ago at this point. At um, some point in the past. At some point in the past, uh, coinciding right before the recent release of Madden, uh, GameStop said, we're no longer going to be selling any consoles that have digital bundles. You can have a physical bundle, but not a digital bundle. GameStop has been pushing huh. for, to basically say, physical media is here to stay, it's never going to go away, so we're going to make sure it because never goes away. Because otherwise we'd go out of business. Exactly. So, well, they, they tried uh, earlier this year. They were talking about we're going to have a way to uh, let you resell your digital content. Yeah, they, they talked about that for a while, and, it, and it, nobody really not, understood how they thought that was going to happen or why they were talking about it before they figured it out. Yeah. But that that just never happened. That, that was a that was a marketing. Hey, we should really look into this because we <laughs> could we could uh, we could resell the cell that already have. The, mm-hmm. the problem with that is that to do that, you're having to go into someone's account for PlayStation or Xbox, and essentially yeah. that's what they were 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 trying to work out with Sony and Microsoft and. Yeah. Nintendo apparently wasn't even uh, a part of this. They're trying to, uh, and I think Steam was the other one. They were trying to work out a way to say, okay, we can essentially go in as a uh, master user, uh, admin user, and uh, and no, no, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Nope. Um, so because that's the only way you could do it. Otherwise, it would be all right. I'm going to download it on my PS4 and then I'm going to sell it back. Yeah, and just keep it well, on my like PS4. You, like it's, I remember, I remember. Uh, in the in the early days of piracy, what you what you would I say you because I didn't do this sure, but I knew people yeah. who would who would go to the store, mm-hmm. pick up a game, yeah. come home, install it, yeah. and if it and like rip it, throw up an ISO, yep, and then and take go, it back and yeah yeah take it back. They, they that that didn't last very long, but it was a thing. Yeah, that's um, that's the whole DRM thing started coming out with that. Yeah. Um, and on the topic of physical releases. Yeah, we are actually going to get a physical release of Shovel Knight. Yeah. Uh, and so people who 
do not like who who prefer physical media uh, mm-hmm. who have not played this game yet, which I ha- know quite a few people who have been waiting for this. Uh, Shovel Knight's going to come out to uh, it's, it's physical release for Vita as well, right? Yes. So, so the the physical release uh, of Vita is coming out later. Okay. I don't know when. So it's um, PS4, Xbox 360, and PS3, right? Yes. And and it Xbox. includes the the Plague of Shadows DLC. Fantastic. Um, but Xbox One, Xbox One doesn't have it. Another interesting thing about this is uh, is that physical retail release will be, um, they had originally planned it um, for you know, just the same price as the, as the uh, original one, yeah. but they're actually bumping it up in price so that GameStop will put it in a more prominent place because they don't put the cheaper games in a certain place. Unless you're Minecraft. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're and, Minecraft. And then you, you get your own <laughs> little section. Yeah. And so, um, so they said, yeah, we, we don't really like this, but we talked to GameStop and they said, okay, well, if you want to have your game not shoved into a corner somewhere, then it's going to need to be more. And yeah. they're like, we're sorry, but this is the only way that people are going to see it. 20, I could see. 15, I think is more reasonable for, mm-hmm. for Shovel Knight. And I like Shovel Knight. I think... Was it was it was fifteen it, originally? I think it was originally fifteen. Yeah, and I think that makes sense. So, so bumping it up by ten bucks, by ten bucks, a significant percentage. Yeah, and it's coming out to Wii U. I didn't realize that. And 3DS. That's cool. Very cool. Shovel Knight released uh, first on Nintendo because people who who like Nintendo games would like this one, and that I, is absolutely the case. Because that's true. Yeah. That's true. But the um, yeah the original release was was on uh, Nintendo because. Yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, I didn't realize that. But um, uh, and then later it came out to other places, and so yeah, yeah. One um, so another thing that's, that's that's going on right now. So right now, if you see this, um, Tales of Borderlands episode one is free, mm-hmm. and uh, and will be for the foreseeable future. And I think that's what they're going to do now. Um, whenever they're getting, because they did that with uh, Walking Dead season two. Yeah. They did that with Wolf Among Us, mm-hmm. and now this one. Um, and so the the episodic content is is you know that is that is Telltale's uh, that's their thing, and so for those who who want to check it out, you know maybe get caught up before the the before, final episode. Yeah. And and episode four tends to end on kind of a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. plot twist, whatever. Yeah. And they've they've gotten really good at at developing stories that deserve to be talked about. And and I I really appreciate that. Yeah. So if you if Tales from the Borderlands, if that's a world you enjoy, mm-hmm. if that's a sense of humor you enjoy, because the the Tales from the Borderlands stuff is really funny. It really is. And, and so so you have that free, and then uh, in so so this so two days from when this airs uh, on Xbox, you'll be able to download uh, The Walking Dead on your Xbox and Xbox Xbox 360 and Xbox One. So uh, Walking Dead, yeah, Walking Dead season one. Oh, and it's in China. Okay, yeah, so, okay. So, yeah, so I had no idea where you. Were sorry, going not not okay. not the. I meant the game, Walking Dead, uh, season one. Um, so a lot of these Telltale games, you're you're gonna get two of them. One is episode one, but the other is the entire thing for free. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost think that was purposeful uh, that they timed they timed the Walking Dead um, release with this going on to try to get people to, to even more people to check out this content. Um, Could be. Because it's, it's, it's great. It is a very different way of, um, of gaming. Um, 
Heavy Rain is similar to this, in, in my opinion, and uh, and Until Dawn. Um, you're mm-hmm. it, it blurs the line where you're you are playing a game, you're making choices in a story, right? But it's more about the story than it is about the game. And and the your character, you are you are observing. You you are the spectator as well as the participant. And yes. it's 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 a really interesting thing because they'll have um, and I really like this is that they'll give you the options that they give you are not necessarily verbatim what your character is going to say. Yeah. So like uh, in the first one, you know, you could say, "Hey, don't talk about her like that," and and Lee would go, "You if you keep talking about her like that, I'm gonna kick your ass." <laughs> and it was like. Okay, that was a little more harsh yeah. than what I meant, but it, it still followed the same thing. So even with your dialogue choices, mm-hmm. there is there is a sense of of watching the story, yeah, and yeah. in and in an interactive way. And it, it like you said, it blurs the line. And Mass, I, Mass Effect, I enjoy that. The one. yeah, Mass Effect did a, that was the first game where um, I was given choices that were not similar to that where. I wasn't clicking through verbatim uh, choices, and mm-hmm. my choices in my dialogue actually affected everything. Uh, that was the first time that I played a game that did that so well. Uh, so, and we're also going to get that with the new Fallout game because their mm-hmm. dialogue trees are going to be more similar to uh, to the Bioware ones and to uh, to Telltale. Uh, which is really going to give you, let you play your character how you want, not just in your actions, but how you talk about things and how what yeah. matters to your character, uh, which I'm, I'm really going to like. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of like big games where you get to do things that you want, so Cyberpunk. Uh, We're on a roll with these segues. Are. Lots of segues. Cyberpunk 2077 mm-hmm. uh, is coming out. Yes. Uh, I don't know much about this game, but I did see the highlight of it. Well, they're, they they announced it uh-huh. that they were going to start working on it after uh, Witcher 3, and this is the same company that did, that did Witcher 3. Apparently, they are now going dark, and they're just not going to talk about it until they're basically ready to release it. Yeah. And this this is a trend I can get on board with because we we all dealt with you know the fiasco that was Watch Dogs where it showed up at three E threes before the game even came out. A lot of us were tired of it and it just didn't do well. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Just just let us know when a thing is going to come out and and you don't have to hype me on it. Yeah. Right now, when people talk about the Last Guardian, uh, a lot of people have the reaction of. Just completely not even caring about it because they've heard about it so much mm-hmm. for what seven or eight years now. Yeah. What? Um, I was excited about it. Now I'm hopeful, but at the same time, it may end up being like the whole Duke Nukem Forever release, where yeah. where it's not what I wanted. It's too late. And versus thirteen, at almost the same time, is is kind of a simple because now it's now it's now it's fifteen Final Fantasy fifteen yeah. and. I'm I'm interested in that, but like that that is not the game you showed me, and this is these are not the characters I was shown. Yeah. This is not the game I was I was promised, yeah. and and so there are changes that happen in development, particularly early in development, where they're where they're still figuring out what it is that they want to do and how to do it, yeah. and don't I I don't want to be told about a game that I don't get to play. Sure, the the Fallout head guy. Um, he said that when they announced the game, they were basically done with it. They were they were still in Q and A and testing and yeah. like finalizing things. Maybe put in a couple more quests, but like the core mechanics, the core gameplay was done. And so they can talk about it with confidence, saying, "Okay, this is your dog. 
these are your companions. This is how weapons work. This is what you're going to be able to build. And they have all that stuff yes. up, running, available, yeah. tested. As opposed to, look at all the cool things you're going to be able to do, and then you don't actually get to do those because they didn't finish it, so they promised you something you didn't get. Yeah. Yeah. And and so so props props to them. Yeah. And because uh, CD Projekt Red is, is doing the right thing. By by backing off and saying, hey, here's the thing. It's going to be massive. It's going to yes. be really interesting. Here's a CGI trailer that maybe kind of looks like what we're going yeah. for. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they disappear and they go do their yeah. work. And then they yeah. don't have to make a vertical slice of the game yeah. that, again, can be deceptive. Yeah. And, and it's going to be even larger than Witcher 3. Yeah. Um, <laughs> much Quote, much larger, end quote. At, at some point, they just get to be too big. Unless you're playing an MMO, and then it gets a little different. But so that almost seems daunting to me. Um, we'll, I'm we'll sure see it seems it, daunting to the we'll team. We'll see how it goes. We'll see Why how it did goes. you say that? Yeah, I know. What, oh, no, what have you gotten us into? Yeah. Um, but one thing you were, you were talking about. about uh, well, speaking of larger games, uh, Minecraft. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> one, one of the top Minecraft streamers... Les huh? something Captain Sparkles. Captain, Captain Sparkles. Yeah. You know, good old Captain Sparkles. Um, apparently bought a four point five million dollar Hollywood yep. mansion yep. like right down the street from Notch, which I really hope that they're like going to wherever it is rich people shop. Um, it's Amazon. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. They're they're apparently hanging out in the same community now. And yeah. uh so that whole streaming thing, you know, uh Jimmy Kimmel can make fun of it all he wants, but that is a thing. It is profitable and potentially profitable. Yeah. Um, very few of us are buying four point five million dollar mansions. Yeah, but it, you hit upon it right there. Actually, um, one thing that people were mentioning about it is he bought this four point five million dollar home. Um, he did not buy it outright. So you are talking about some. He, he basically hmm. said, uh, "Yeah, I'm going to earn enough money that I'll be able to pay this off." Um, First of all, when you buy, uh, ask MC Hammer about this. When you buy a huge mansion and then you lose all your money, even though you bought that huge mansion with all your money, property taxes and everything hit you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a he's a Minecraft streamer. Um, this is I, I, and I hate to burst people's bubbles. Uh, Minecraft in this current form is not going to stay forever. It's not going to continue to be the thing forever. What you're going to have is you're going to have an ebb and flow where it's not going to become a thing. It's going to be a little mm-hmm. bit before it happens. It's going to crash because right now there's a big bubble that's going on. Yeah. It's going to pop. Um, and then hopefully Minecraft 2 or whatever Microsoft's actually working on uh, will uh, add some resurgence. They have to keep this thing moving. It takes, it takes several years for the industry to react to something. And the building elements in, in Fallout 4 are a response to Minecraft yes. because people love to build mm-hmm. stuff. And so they were like, hey, what if we let you build your own little Fallout community and maintain that and set up, you know, giant buildings with big light up pit boys and yeah. guns and shops? And yep. There are people who are going to play Fallout 4 like Sims. Yeah. And they're, they're just going to build their little thing. They're going to enjoy running around talking to their communities and putting putting a sofa over there. <laughs> and. I think I think that's awesome. I yeah. like it when when a game is open enough that you can play it in different ways. That's that's one of the reasons that, that Far Cry is, is fun yes. for me. Yeah, I I can't do most first person shooters, mm-hmm. but I can sneak around and just 
slit throats and stab and I, I not in real life. No, I don't. I don't do that. But like that's that's a different way to play yes. this game, and so it opens it up to a different um, a different audience. Yeah. And but, but with Minecraft in its current form, um, you can you can have different skins. Mm-hmm. You can dig and you can build things, and unless you're going for um, something huge, like someone made Pokemon Red in Minecraft, so you can play. Pokemon like Red. The functioning... Yes. A functioning Game Boy playing... Yeah. So unless Good you're going something God. like that, making... Um, there's not a whole lot to do with it. It's it's very big for uh, for a younger community, and I still, I still like playing it uh, every now and then. But really, uh, all you're doing is you are building whatever it is to just be whatever it is. You, you're you not doing anything else other than that, other than I'm going to build this house and then I hope I don't get attacked by zombies. Yeah. Um, but so if you do it right, you don't get attacked by zombies. And uh. the the thing is that it's it, it comes down to personality. Yeah. And people people gravitate toward the personalities that they want to see. Yes. And and that's, yeah, those who like listening to Captain Sparkles. Yeah. Then they, they they will be happy listening to Captain Sparkles. Yeah. Or PewDiePie. He doesn't play Minecraft, but it's a similar thing where people are watching him more for him than they are for the game. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people um, don't understand about about the about the streaming is that like Nintendo for for quite a while was trying to yeah. keep anybody from streaming their stuff. And it's yes, your game is here, but this is this is not detracting yeah. from people for the most part. Who are going to play this? Like I, <laughs> it it helps. It but only helps. Yeah. yeah, and it's and it and it does promote your game because other people might watch a thing and then have an idea and say, okay, well, Captain Sparkles did this thing. I want to make something slightly different, and then they can buy their own copy of Minecraft, and that's where that came from. Exactly. But uh, so uh, another thing that I thought was really <laughs> sorry. I'll, no, it's like I'll, I'll pop my stern. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing that. I found really interesting. Uh, you sent me the link of uh, Phil Spencer talking about uh, the plans for Xbox. Yes, um, and I, I, there's a couple of sections of that of that article I want to read. I, I thought it was a very mature uh, way of of phrasing this. It was not attacking. It was not. Mm-hmm. Um, no, look, was it even being look defensive? Who, look who's better than? Yeah, it wasn't defensive. It wasn't. It wasn't aggressive. It was very much. Uh, it, it just sounded like he, he just sounds like one of us. He's just someone else who enjoys games. Um, okay, so one of the quotes from Phil Spencer is, I started off making statements like, we want to win, but I quickly realized you can only control what you can control, Spencer said. Uh, Sony's having great success with PlayStation 4, and they've earned that. But for me as a leader of my team and as somebody who is interacting with the Xbox community, it was much more beneficial, and I could have had more impact by focusing on the product we had. And then when asked if the Xbox One will ever beat PlayStation 4, he said, you know, I don't know. The length of the generation, Sony has a huge lead, and they have a good product. I love the content, the games lineup that we have. When he was talking about backwards compatibility, he's talking about we're doing our thing, and we want to we want to reach out and to the community to the users that we have, and focus on them, make them happy, yeah. and not necessarily being trying to get a win. Mm-hmm. They didn't think that they would be able to do backwards compatibility, but they got it done. Yeah, he says that regaining the trust and mindshare with the customer and the gamer is incredibly difficult. End quote. I really like that because there there is a 
there is a sense of, of competition and competition is healthy yes it is for for everyone involved yeah because um, when they're pushing themselves to to be better to do more than than their opponent then that's that's a really helpful thing and they can they can look and they and Sony and Microsoft will echo off each other and and pick up ideas from the other that they like but I really like his his focus of okay Sony has this huge lead. I don't want to answer questions about me versus Sony. Will we pick up? And I think that this was his way of kind of diffusing that. And I'm sure that internally there's still, okay, (laughs) what do we need to do next? But, but to have, but to have the outward genial facing Mm -hmm. that they do. And it's, it's also really neat. Um, I don't know if you, if you've seen a whole lot of this, but like Phil Spencer and Major Nelson and Shuhei Yoshida, have 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 just really really opened up to to the idea of saying hey good job guys we we applaud you and on and on twitter you can all the time see them going back and forth and just saying hey well done yeah and and i i really appreciate that because that kind of positivity mm-hmm. is so lacking on the internet and so to have these big names come forward and and make these announcements make these statements yeah. Yeah, I, I just really appreciate it. Yeah, I do too. Uh, it shows that it is competition. It's healthy competition, but they're not being fanboys. They're not bad mouthing each yeah. other, which is really, which is really great. Um, that, and he's he's a fan of Xbox. Yeah, cool, good. Because yeah. if he wasn't, that would be a bigger, <laughs> much bigger problem. One of the things we wanted to start as a kind of reoccurring um, series uh, is going to be called a moment in time. Mm-hmm. And this particular moment mm-hmm. is going to be a moment in kind of our timeline. So this is this is about origin stories, if you will, of, of some of our favorite series, like the, the Final Fantasies. Yep, which is what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Our first time in the series of Final Fantasy. So because I didn't have a Super Nintendo, Kevin will start us off. Yes. Um, okay, so... Final Fantasy III at that time uh, came out in the U.S. in 1994 on my birthday, October 18th, which I didn't know at the time, but um, this has remained my my favorite video game of all time since then. Um, and it's also interesting because it kind of shaped how I play games. Um, I was still very much into the Game Genie because I was like, hey, I want to play all the games, and Game Genie was an easier way to beat them. And so... My first run of, of Final Fantasy three, I started at level ninety nine, nine hundred ninety nine mag- magic points, nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine HP, and so I went through and and it might have been actually better for me mm-hmm. because um, it was my first RPG mm-hmm. and so I I didn't I, I wasn't bogged down with all the mechanics. It was just oh I can annihilate everything. Check this out, and so I didn't. I fell in love with that stuff later. Yeah. The first thing that I fell in love with was the story and the characters. Um, this is the the Final Fantasy that has the most, with a fourteen character playable roster and uh, two characters that you can. I'm sorry, three characters you can control temporarily: uh, Biggs, Wedge, and Cap, and General Leo. And so those those characters uh, remain something that are very special to me. Mm-hmm. And Final Fantasy III on the Super Nintendo yeah. has an opera, yes. which <laughs> I did not expect that. And that was something that I had never seen before. And it just it showed me 
so many things that I had never encountered before. So the first time I went through it with with a game genie and with a walkthrough. Okay. And so I, I found everything, found all the stuff. And after I finished it, I, I kind of sat down and, and watched the 24-minute ending, which, it, I mean, just the whole thing is majestic. And because it's still two-dimensional, it didn't really deal with like it still looks good today. It 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 is kind of the pinnacle of sprite-based art, and I really enjoy it. Um, the music is amazing. <laughs> the soundtrack to Final Fantasy VI is absolutely incredible, and there have been there have been remixes, there have been orchestral versions, um, and and just just everything everything about this game kind of came together and and created. It was, it was the perfect storm of a lot of things. Uh, 1994 was also, and, and we'll get to this later yes. on, on this moment in time, 1994 was an amazing year. Um, Final Fantasy III came out in, in the U.S., as did uh, Chrono Trigger in Japan. And those two are two of the best uh, games on that system yeah. and of all time. And it, it showed me that games could be something that I had never seen before. I had never connected to characters on that level. And Final Fantasy III was the first game that made me cry because of the death uh, just before the, the midpoint. Yep. And then, you know, <laughs> okay, came out in 1994. If you haven't played it, I encourage you to play it. But, you know, minor spoiler here, uh, midway through the game, the world is destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then you keep playing. And by that time, I'd already put, you know, 20, 30 hours into a game. And and even even going through with, with a game genie and walking and just mowing down everything. Um, you know, the world is destroyed. The bad guy wins. And then I try to rebuild. And and that was just... That was just amazing. Yeah. And the first time I came upon the, the final boss, I died. I had ridiculously powerful characters. Still, I had all the magic died. spells. Yeah. I had all all of the things that I needed, and I still died. Yeah. Um, and then this past year, for the 25th anniversary of uh, of Final Fantasy three six, as I now call it, um, I played through it again. Mm-hmm. And instead of being level ninety nine, I was level twenty nine. <laughs> and I at beat it. And at I the be- end. at yeah. the end, yes, and I yeah. beat it. And they, they just did a lot of things to make the game, no matter where you were at, mm-hmm. it, the game was always challenging. Yeah. And, and I, I don't play with Game Genie anymore. I don't <laughs> use walkthroughs unless I absolutely have to. Yeah. And, and so this, this for me, is a, is a formative game. Yeah. And if you'll notice, it's also signed by Colin Moriarty, which is awesome. And, and yeah. Um, really is. And there's there's just a couple of series mm-hmm. like this that that are just iconic mm-hmm. and and not only for not only for me but for a lot of people who for whom this was the fir- their first RPG yeah and and kind of the, the first RPG that really gets its hooks into mm-hmm. you yeah is is a very special thing oh it is it is actually Final Fantasy VII was my first RPG mm-hmm. that I did more than uh, just a character creation and run around um, I played. Uh, I used to play Bard's Tale on PC. It was my brother's uh, PC. And I would play it, but I didn't know what I was doing. And I wanted to be a sorcerer, but I didn't know what the difference between a sorcerer and a wizard and all that all, all that was. Um, 
So Final Fantasy VII came out in 97, and the year leading up to it, I was really wanting a uh, an N64 and wanting uh, Super Mario 64, but there were a couple other games that pulled me towards getting a PlayStation, thinking, okay, well, I'll get a, I'll get a Nintendo 64 later. Um, when Final Fantasy VII came out in, in 97, it was a perfect storm for me because I wanted to get into RPGs. I liked the idea, uh, and I had just seen Blade Runner for the first time. And the nice. yeah the futuristic it was probably uh, the the year prior but the futuristic feel of Blade Runner and and this this gritty um, atmosphere uh, was just perfect. Right after that, I started playing on my brother's Sega CD. I started playing Rise of the Dragon, which is very much like basically a Blade Runner point and click adventure. Uh, and I was horrible at it, but the atmosphere was just so cool. That's a very adult game for a kid to pl be playing, but um, I, I loved it. And then I saw the cinematic for uh, Final Fantasy VII, the, the trailer, which was the opening cinematic mm -hmm. for it. And I'd been playing Sega, Sa Sega CD, not Saturn, Sega CD, which is a lot of full motion video games, but you're just sitting there watching it. And I could immediately tell this is not a pre-rendered video that you're going to sit and watch. Mm -hmm. This is this is what the game more or less is going to look like. There was there's a difference in the in the engine versus cinematic versus uh in game. But this hooked me and I thankfully I had a PlayStation and I spent the entire summer of I guess it would have been 98 playing this game. Um the entire summer and didn't beat it until that December because I was busy breeding chocobos and mm -hmm. racing chocobos and spending pretty much the entire time at the Golden Saucer, uh, uh, saucer, <laughs> Golden Saucer, uh, betting on races and and winning money. Um, but this is the first game that made me cry as well. Uh, so spoilers again. Uh, if, if you don't know this, you haven't been on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Eris dies. If you're in um, Japan, it's Aerith. Uh, Eris dies uh, about midway through the game. Um, and when that happened, I this is the first time that I cried in a video game and I, I, I really lost it. For, um, that, that was the... I was shipping Cloud and Eris. A mm -hmm. lot of people were shipping uh, Cloud and Tifa. I was shipping Cloud and Eris totally. And that didn't happen. <laughs> Did no. not happen at all. Um... But the the cast of characters, like you said, there there aren't as many. I think there are. Uh, I'll double check that. Ten or twelve uh, playable characters in the game. There's two optional characters you can get, um, uh, Yuffie and Vincent. And Vincent, uh, just just the whole feel of every single place that you went in this world. As soon as you you were able to open up and, and adventure around every town. Is is a, its own culture. Um, you could sit and listen to the music in the specific town, and it just the music alone gave you a feel of what that town was going to uh, was uh, Casa de Sol, uh, this kind of island town, which it sounds like I'm pretty sure it's Beck. There's a, there's a song that it sounds exactly like. I'll see if I can mash that up uh, if I can. But uh, the music in it. A lot of it is taken from Final Fantasy VI. Uh, there are a lot of songs that are mm -hmm. that are thematically pulled from that, but a, a lot of it is original. And the digital 
uh, music in that. The, the, the jump from there, Final Fantasy uh, six, three, six, is mini the based. tops. Is yeah, it's mini based, and it's the as as far as you could go. That and like Earthbound, mm-hmm. like as far as you can go when it comes to a cartridge game, and. Final Fantasy VII being put on here, uh, being put on PlayStation, gave them the ability to do digital music, and it's it's just amazing. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, and to this day, yeah, it's the first one that made me cry, and it's the first game that uh, uh, that I, uh, it's the first game that I beat uh, by myself. Uh, which sounds weird, but there are a lot of games I just didn't I didn't beat Super Mario. I played a lot of Mario. I beat. Um, no, take that back. Silver Surfer. Uh, beat Silver <laughs> Surfer. There are other games that I beat, but it's the first one that I that that I remember it just being this catharsis and and really experiencing a story uh, that I, di- I didn't think you could do stories like that. The other game that was like that is right here, actually, Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just absolutely loved it, and uh, to this day, I, I've replayed it. Five, I've beaten it four times. I've replayed it countless times. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's um, just it's just beautiful stuff. Yeah, I I I tried seven. I want to say at least four times. Yeah. and I've beaten the first disc. Yeah, but I I can't I can't go past it <laughs> because like the there was one time when the second disc was lost. Yeah, we had disc one three three. Yeah, yeah, um, and so like that's that's one of those. This is it's on my list of someday I, I, sure. I really want to and and maybe with the remake that will yeah. make all the hardcore fans really upset I might play it. I might play the new one I might because yeah I, I don't know I think the I think that maybe the the remake will will give me an, a chance to explore that story yeah because I, I really do like the characters and yeah. and I want to see how the there's there's some weird stuff yes toward the end of that story. There's some weird stuff and there's some interesting. Uh, the also the the themes involved um, are a lot deeper than uh, a lot of games uh, involving uh, death. Where we go after death, which has to do uh, mm-hmm. with the with a director's um, uh, life. Uh, he his I'm going to get this wrong. I believe this is. Um, his wife passed away. I might get it wrong, but um, he'd had a death recent uh, recent in his family, similar to what happened in with Earthbound, with the creative Earth, with a director right. of Earthbound. Um, so a lot of the themes involving uh, death, what happens to us when we die, and it's it's almost this it's this religious but not yet not quite religious kind of uh, theme to it uh, uh, in an extent, and with uh, the. <sighs> Futuristic, but not futuristic fantasy land, which is really cool, and not steampunk, but kind of. It's really, it's really beautiful stuff. Yeah, and going back to six, steampunk was a thing. Yeah, and and it's it's really interesting how they how they melded the the mechanical and the magical. Yes, and that was that was something because all of them up until then are you know classical high fantasy whatever. Yes, and six they deviated from that mm-hmm. and they went hey okay so. That's cool, but what if we added lasers and giant <laughs> mechs? I mean, yeah. what could we do there? Yeah, and and it's yeah, it's just it's just a thing that's that's really special yeah. to a lot of us. Which I think was what they were going to do with seven. Uh, if you don't know the story behind this, and uh, we'll link um, right here, I'll link it. Um, there uh, was seven was originally going to be um, a very different game. It was going to come out on the uh, on the N sixty four or the Super Nintendo. 
uh, and due to Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross, the development team of that uh, being used uh, for uh, at the time they had to delay Final Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. so a lot of the themes were then pulled uh, into that series. But um, the plot of Final Fantasy VII was going to be uh, you were a detective in New York. Really? Yes. And this, you were, this I did not yeah, know. Yeah, and you were going to be essentially uh, uh, solving crimes, but it was New York, but it also had some fantasy stuff. So they were going further into future. That actually sounds like Parasite Eve. Yes, Parasite Eve. Is that and if you it, look up, yes, Parasite Eve, yes. Whoa! Yes, yes. so a lot, of these, cool. a lot of these themes were just pulled that into is, other that games. That is very cool. Yeah, so a lot of the games, uh, Par- Parasite Eve is one of the others that got, uh, similar to uh, Jodorowsky, uh, the director uh, was going to be doing Dune, switching to movies, sorry. Uh, Dune was going to be uh, made, before it was made by David Lynch, it was going to be made by uh, uh, a uh, director who was famous for his uh, art films and these really weird dark visuals um and there's a uh a link right here there's a trailer to what to a documentary about what his uh version of this movie was going to be um and similar to final fantasy 7 his work never got made but they took the ideas and made tons of other movies with them and the themes and the visuals were pulled from that so it feels kind of weird but at the same time it's kind of nice that those themes still got to be used like i said parasite eve which is a fantastic game we need more parasite eve yeah we do um but yeah there's uh let us know down here uh what some of your favorite themes or or stories are when it comes to final fantasy what was final fantasy 6 Three, your first one, Final Fantasy Seven, uh, Final Fantasy Eight or Nine. I've met I met someone whose fi- first was ten. That's an awkward jumping in place. It, it really is. It really is. But let us know. Let or us even know. or even if it goes back to the the originals, because uh, I've actually gone back and played some of the, the yes. Nintendo ones, and it's fun to go back and and see some of the themes that later became iconic and part of the series, and uh, some of the mechanics that weren't there at the beginning like uh, setting an attack and if that that enemy dies or runs away your attack mm-hmm. is ineffective yep it doesn't go to the next enemy yeah <laughs> that's frustrating so yeah let us know um, what your some of your memories are of this okay and we'd also and then segue into we're, right we're also doing uh, reader mail yes uh, and this is a segment that we're going to to keep doing so send us your mail uh, we will answer your questions Accurately or inaccurately, but we will answer them. We will answer you with what is in our collective heads, yeah. as is the theme. Um, so our first one comes from Alec Wooten. He says, can you guys explain why SNES games are skyrocketing, whereas old Sega games and systems are cheap? Yep. Why are some games so expensive, such as Chrono Trigger, Evo, Earthbound, etc.? because it makes collecting harder for the family man? And it really does. That it does. Um, uh, a big part of it is uh, is just simply supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Um there's there's a lot more nostalgia for Super Nintendo and and the the collection of people because um, like the Super Nintendos they last mm-hmm. but a lot of them you know they get sold by a mom or they get stuffed in a garage and get wet somewhere and yeah. so so the there is a, a finite supply of the carts um, they've they've made new retro systems and everything, yeah. so there's there's systems to play the games. But if the cart goes bad, yeah. there's not really anything you can do about that. There are companies that do reproduction carts, and I'll link right there. If you want a reproduction cart of a game, okay. people are making reproduction carts. They're not the price that you'd want to pay for it. 
But if it's something you really want to pull, like uh, uh, Link to the Past, or something that's that's mm-hmm. more expensive, you get a reproduction cart. Um, but they don't come with the box, and mm. that's the other reason that that Nintendo and Super Nintendo games are more expensive than Genesis games, because Genesis came with a plastic like clamshell box, which. Um, Nintendo to that time had been doing kind of flimsy light cardboard boxes. Mm-hmm. Most kids just threw those away. Yep. So if you find uh, a game with the box for Nintendo, that's a big deal. For Genesis, it usually has the box because you wouldn't want to throw away this big piece of plastic. Right, um, and it was it was much more like it because it has the little slots where the game actually goes. Yep. Whereas uh, the Super Nintendo had the box and then that stuff that you, you're you going to throw away and then you slide it in and then it rattles. And yeah. it's, it's it's just not as aesthetically pleasing. Yes. And that's why it's harder to find those. Yeah. Um, I would recommend um, Amazon because eBay tends to be pricier. I'm not 100% why. But if you go on Amazon, a lot of times you can find, you know, they'll they'll have like the regular price and then there'll be offers from whatever. And because it's not a timed thing, yeah. I mean, there, there's an element of, you know, catching it at the right time. Sure. But um, Amazon tends to be a little bit mm-hmm. easier to find stuff, especially if you're just looking for the cart. Yeah. Then if you're um, looking for something very specific and it's just the cart, Amazon, and you don't get in bidding wars. Because I've been yes. in those in eBay, and it it gets ridiculous. It gets to the last second. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're and you end up spending way more than you had anticipated, you you budget this and you're like, <laughs> well, yeah, but five more dollars. What's five, five, more, more, dollars? five more dollars? And then what's five more? Do- and so on. And it just yeah. stacks, and yeah. it's it it can get bad. So um, try Amazon mm-hmm. and and reach out to to your locals. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Facebook groups also have, you know, the, like, where I live is, is it's the colony garage sale something. Yeah. And a lot of times you can find, like, boxes. Yes. Uh, a buddy of mine picked up a Super Nintendo, and I think he got 39 games for 60 bucks. Yeah. And because I- somebody was just getting rid of a box. And, like, some of those carts were actually pretty rare. And I looked it up, and the, the value of selling those items on eBay came out to like three hundred and forty dollars. Yeah. And some so people, some look, people look for bulk purchases, <laughs> yeah. and then and then you can have those to trade amongst yeah. your friends. And I'll actually be doing this soon because um, uh, I really, 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 really want some of these retro systems that I haven't been able to play in a long time. And and ROMs just ROMs just don't do it. Um, or I should say, playing on a PC, it doesn't have the same feel. It, it it's glitchy and it's not as accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, Flea markets, if you're just looking for games in general, flea markets. There are a lot of people there who – there are some people there who, who will price gouge you, but a lot of people there are like, you know what? I've got all this stuff. I just need to sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as good as a garage sale because a garage sale is literally just get it out of here. Like, uh, But you can find some decent things there. And like uh, a, f- a friend of mine, uh, Ben, found uh, – a ton of carts for crazy cheap and I don't advocate like trying to con people but you can find people who don't know exactly that, that what they have and uh, you, can, you might feel bad about doing this but they might sell you for instance I think he got Earthbound for like $5 or $10 God. <laughs> um, he got Mario 64 for the same price the person was just like everything in the box is this price just whatever you want so he scoured that um, and I'll link his video down here. Um, I'll be social today. Um, but finding all of these uh, these games, you it, 
if you want something specific, Amazon's totally for you. If, if you're looking for uh, systems or games in general, you can luck out and find a lot on there. There are the reproduction um, consoles, but um, it's, it's all your preference. I personally would like to play it on, on an original. But the Genesis ones, the... the you hit. You touched upon it earlier. The intellectual properties on Nintendo are still still crazy strong. That's true. Uh, I didn't have a Super Nintendo. I had a Genesis, but still, all the intellectual properties from Nintendo. I remember uh, the strong games that I played on the on the um, Genesis were not actually Sega intellectual properties. They weren't specific to that. They were uh, Midway or whoever. Midway. So. Um, so Mortal Kombat, Echo the Dolphin. Um, there were some amazing games in there. Our Aladdin uh, for Genesis, which I uh, I think there's there's still a debate which one's better, the Super Nintendo or the Genesis. I think the Genesis version is better because they actually sent it out to two different companies. We might have to we might talk yep. about that. You, you can tell. <laughs> I'm, I'm. But uh, at the time, they actually sent that game out to two different companies to to make because mm-hmm. I believe it's Capcom uh, with Nintendo had a, had the rights. I'll well, I'll do some double checking on that. But two different companies made that game, made licensed games. It wasn't one company that then ported it. You got two separate games for this. Um, but there were some phenomenal games that came out on on Genesis that. Um, were great but didn't have that they don't have as much nostalgia as the super nintendo so people still pull over to to play metroid games or link to the past or uh mario world or super mario rpg there are a lot of great games that are on super nintendo that um there are i I would say uh there are just as many good on uh, good games on genesis but those uh those series have just died out and um the genesis ones i'm uh I guess I'm not surprised with the plastic cases. I really think it's the plastic cases is a big part of this because those because those things um, everyone kept them. No one kept the, no one kept the paper cases for Super Nintendo games or Nintendo. Well, there's there's also the fact that the the plastic ones are going to be more durable yeah. by default. Yeah. And like if you know if the 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 cardboard covering of a SNES game gets wet, yeah. And then it and then it's gone. And then you throw it out. Yeah. You throw and it the, out. And the plastic one. Will Stay for however long. Yeah. Um, one other element to this, uh, because because your original question is why are these more expensive than yeah. the others, and, and I think we're we're coming back to that eventually. Yes. It, yes. it started with advice, but uh, one of the other things is because Nintendo remains uh, big in mindshare. Um, there are more more sites like uh, IGN right now is doing the history of awesome year by year. Yeah, and so because it's more likely that somebody will get will say, "Hey, do you remember this game?" Because there were more Super Nintendos by the end, and and so because those were a bigger thing, it's more likely that somebody will say, "Hey, do you remember this?" And then that segues into, and that's what increases the demand slightly higher, yeah. even though they both came out at the same time. They didn't. That's no, top. The, 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 the oh, games. the games. Oh, I yeah. thought you meant the Super Nintendo. No, no, Genesis. no, 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 no. I was going to say, because the Genesis came out two years prior to the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. and while it's technically the same generation as the Super Nintendo, it was really they were trying to compete with the Nintendo, with the NES. Yeah. And then when the Super Nintendo came out, they went, oh, no, we can't. Oh, bloody hell. Sega no longer does what Nintendo, because Nintendo now was able to do what... But- 
But blast processing. But blast processing. Well, that's when you had. That's when they came out with the 32x that mm-hmm. came that looked like a big mushroom that put in there, and then the Sega CD, which I mentioned earlier in the episode, which you took your Sega Genesis and you docked it into. Uh, the Sega CD and the Sega CD was almost double the size, double, double the width of the Sega Genesis. Um, but if you had all those together, if you wanted to spend a lot of money, if you had all and those it together, Megatron, uh, it did. Uh, actually, there were games that that you could play if you had the um, the the CD soundtrack because the Sega CD was who played the CDs, mm-hmm. so you could put the CD soundtrack in the CD and play the game, and it would play the music off of the CD, yeah. which was so cool. But you had to spend, uh, so you had to buy a Genesis, then you had to buy a 32x, and 32x mm-hmm. was uh, I want to say it was like 150 dollars, and then you had to buy a Sega CD, which I think was 250 dollars. You had to already have a Genesis, so if you didn't have all of those. You're spending a grand on a system. <laughs> Meanwhile, Super Nintendo is just blasting through. With, no, with, not blasting. Not blasting, because that was trademarked. Powering through. Powering through with the power, not the power glove, but... Um, and to me, uh, I, I loved my Genesis. I'm going to be playing some Super, the Super Nintendo because I'm going to be getting all those. But um, it all depends on also if you're hunting... A specific game or if you want to go out and just find stuff um local game shops are really cool uh there's mm-hmm. cgx around here and there's some other uh smaller uh, look for the smaller shops look for the mom and pop shops there are some that will try to gouge you there are some websites out there that will try to gouge you for a game because they say oh well that's the that's the normal price or this is this is a competitive price um while these are finite uh, there's not a set price on something, so you'll find people will uh, pay ridiculous amounts for Earthbound or Link to the Past, the games that are j- just huge uh, names. Meanwhile, you can get them at a at a local shop for a reasonable price. It's still yeah. going to be expensive. And and one one last piece of advice on this one is um, there there will be times when you're going to encounter something and you're like, oh my goodness, I must have it now. Research, yeah, because um, the odds that this is the only chance you'll get to have that game are very slim. Yeah, there there are enough still out there, and the Super Nintendo carts um, are really durable. They they still run. This sucker still yeah. runs. Yeah, carts and, carts just do that. That's just what I love about about cartridge so, so games. Yes, it's going to be expensive. Yes, but take your time, do your research. Mm-hmm. Find the price that you're willing to pay and stick to that. Yeah. Unless it's like three dollars, because you're not going to find it for three dollars. Just, just but, grab but, it. Don't. But just just find a way to to budget it correctly and good luck. Yeah. Good luck. And uh, one side thing that I'd say on that, I keep adding side things, but this is important. Most of us have smartphones now. Pull out your smartphone and just Google the price. Just look on an Amazon. Look, Amazon's a good rule of thumb on that. Um, uh, and then you can say, see, okay, is this about comparable to what I'd pay on Amazon? Is this very cheap? Is this person price gouging? Um, and I actually do this to this day. I do this uh, if you go to Best Buy or other other stores will price match Amazon. If you're there, my, you know, and you're already wanting it, and it's the right price. Um, but it's even better for these because you don't know how much these are going to go. Blu-rays or, or games these days, okay, they're about this price. But these, you don't know. This, you don't know. Um, and if you're if you're actually wanting to collect these with the boxes, uh, look for the prices. If you care about just the cart, okay. But if you want the box, look. Because look online and, and double check. Because 
they may be price gouging. They may not be. Um, but good luck and enjoy the hunt. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Have a good week.